Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. Sort of leaving a legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. Not much. I had a great weekend. Yeah, I can see. I can see some of that is still in your chest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you put it that way, that's gross, Pat. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not inappropriate. Uh, Jerry is currently holding his the newest addition to his family. Yeah, I'm a little puppy. Little little golden doodle. Very cute dog, Jerry. Very yeah, cute dog. Like Lady Killer. Well, just uh Slayer with those puppy dog eyes. Oh yeah. Uh, maybe it's maybe she's a lady killer. I mean, I, I'm not gonna assume, you know. <laughs> I don't I don't know how she swings. <laughs> but yeah, got got my new puppy Winnie. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh yeah, she's a golden doodle, you said, right? Yeah, she's a golden doodle and like bright red hair. <laughs> Yeah, very curly. I love it. <laughs> Fit right in with your family, Pat. Yeah, <laughs> all, seriously. All the yeah. redheads. <laughs> seriously. Uh, yeah, adorable, adorable dog, though. Dogs are, um, I'm a big fan of dogs, man. Like, I like dogs more than people most of the time, so. Yeah, usually. I actually just took my dog. I've been taking her to the dog park a lot because I'm still laid off right now. So, like, <clears throat> I've had a lot of free time during the week, so I'm not doing side work. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I've been taking my dog to the dog park, like, pretty much every day. And uh, it's been it's been pretty hilarious watching her play with other dogs. That's excellent. Gotta love it. Oh yeah. But yeah, I've uh I didn't really sleep any last night because she uh had some separation anxiety, but that's okay. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Are you crate training her? Yeah, we're crate training her, and uh, I ended up sleeping next to the crate. (laughs) Oh yeah, yep. Um, I'd recommend uh like I when my dog was really little and she used to like bark a little bit when like when she was brand new, I would just throw a blanket over the crate and she'd be like, Oh, it's nighttime, it's time to go to bed. Oh, we got that. We got the blanket over the crate. We got the stuff. Like, we got the stuffed animals. Uh, my girlfriend just bought this like this stuffed moose that has a heating pad in it and has oh my god <laughs> and has like uh, has like a noise machine that makes the sound of a heartbeat and a little motor. Oh, that, you like, guys are bougie as hell, like, bro. Pul- pulse <laughs> like it like pulse pulsates the moose to mimic the feeling of a heartbeat. So. Uh, you know, she feels like she's still nesting with her mom. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, I'm not going to lie. So like when we first got our puppy, we uh, got a call like two days after we got her that the kennel mate that she had on her trip up from Alabama had Parvo. And so I basically spent like the next like five nights like sleeping next to her. Like she'd be in the crate and I would sleep on the couch next to her just to make sure if she started like having violent diarrhea or like vomiting blood, I'd be able to take her to the vet right away. What the fuck is and, Parvo? Uh, so Parvo is like puppy, like the puppy flu, essentially. But oh. like it's it's like so your dog will get three vaccinations against Parvo. And basically, like what they end up doing is like they end up like vomiting and shitting blood. And they if you don't bring them to the vet, I think the mortality rate is like 95 percent of dogs who aren't who pup, dogs who get parvo who aren't brought to the vet have like a 95 percent mortality rate Jesus even, Christ. If you do bring them to, even if you do bring them to the vet 
it's 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 much better, but it's still like pretty bad. Uh, just because they basically just dehydrate to death, essentially. They don't they're not able to keep any fluids in. Um, so and parvo is like one of those things where like every if you talk to anyone who's had a dog with parvo or a vet, they're like you can smell it on a dog, and as soon like you'll never forget that smell, what it smells like. It's what does it, it smell like now? You're making me all nervous, Pat. Well, no, no, well, that's that's why I said just you know, limit the amount of interaction she has with other dogs. Don't let her like go digging through another dog's poop for a while until she's all vaccinated. And um, I'm sure she's fine. I wouldn't worry, but I'm just like you know, like I said, ours was, you know, in a van from Alabama to to Rhode Island, basically a nonstop trip. So she was in cl- very close quarters with a dog with Parvo. And but anyway, my, the point of my story is, is that she didn't get it. And I ended up spending like five days sleeping next to her crate to make sure she was OK. So I'm just saying I get it, man. I get like being there for your dog, dude. Dogs are great. What now I want to know what Parvo smells like. It's basically like like bloody diarrhea. Like if you can imagine what that smells like, that's what Parvo is. Oh, well, when you say I mean, I guess when you say, <laughs> yeah, because like that's what happens is they they get so diarrheal, they bleed like their intestines bleed. And like that is a smell that you'll you'll uh, if you look up pictures, you will see it and you'll be like, oh, that is that is horrendous. It's like it's a nightmare for for puppies. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to be an overproductive parent and put my puppy <laughs> in an ivory tower. And, that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, Just till she gets all her shots. You know, that's all. That's all. <laughs> nope. Even she's after. an adorable dog. So keep her safe. She's well loved. Even after she's not allowed to date until she's 40. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, I have, a, I have a bad news about that, but <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of uh, speaking of growing up, Jerry. I know we got, we got someone on this cast this week who we kind of watched grow up like <laughs> over the last what seven eight years we've been we've been doing this thing. Uh, yeah, eight years. Eight years. We were we were just talking about it the first time we had him on the cast. He was still in high school. Yeah, it's and crazy. now he's uh now he's an adult. He's, he's weighing got- offers from different op- like job opportunities. Like he's like, hmm. <laughs> he's you got know? he's got peach fuzz. <laughs> no, he's got, he's got a, a solid. He's got like a solid like beard going. I'm I'm a big fan. He's got a diploma. <laughs> yep, he's got a wall of Patriots memorabilia behind him. This is one of my favorite guys. Uh, John Kerman's back on the cast. What's up, John? Not too much. I appreciate the intro. I think it definitely did me justice. And yeah, I was thinking <laughs> back to when I think I first met you guys, and I remember Jerry. So yeah, I was like junior in high school mm-hmm. listening to the cast when it was on, I think like mtgpodcast.com or whatever that site was. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and like, I went to his bunch of duels in Rhode Island. I remember like hearing Jerry's voice. You have a very distinct voice. <laughs> what? Like walking up nervously like, excuse me, are, are you, are you Jerry? <laughs> so I don't know if that was the first time you got recognized, but starstruck starstruck yeah, that's awesome <laughs> that was probably the, the diehard game bunch of duels we were just talking about that with someone else the other day yeah like that, i think that was the last bunch of duels i went to that that store in lincoln i think yep yeah well that was with uh rodney on the uh yes the yeah the yeah day. yeah rude was talking about that that's right yep yep but yeah uh kerman you hit me up out of the blue the other week said hey i'm going f and you want to come i'm like hell yeah i'll go to f and m let's do this <laughs> And uh, Kermit and I went to uh, FNM at Gaming Etc. Legacy this week, and uh, we slung some cards. And uh, I ended up going undefeated, Pat. No way. Yes way. That's crazy. 
Yeah, it was pretty is good. This your best is this your best performance since GP Niagara in like 2019? <laughs> yeah, I, I peaked in 2018. It's, it's <laughs> never been better than that. <laughs> so, did you play Sneak and Show? I did play Sneak and Show. Yeah, I was. Oh, okay. I pl- played Sneak. Oh, oh, whew, thank God! I thought for a second I forgot to hit record, but we did hit record. No, We're you okay. record. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I played. Uh, I played Sneak and Show. Um, played the same list I've been playing for a while, and yeah, just uh, the deck was running super hot all night. Like I just had one of those nights where I felt like I just could not lose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I knew it was going to be a good night round one game one when uh, my hand was like Island, uh, some cantrips and double force of will. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I could try this. And then my opponent just goes, uh, is playing like some form of uh, like artifact uh, days undoing uh, deck, like, you know, just uh, Emery days undoing Karn types type deal. And they turn one, go all in on a days undoing. And I force of will it, and then they try and uh, force back, and then I force their force, <laughs> and then they just scoop the scoop the, <laughs> the hand up. <laughs> nice. So yeah, I was just it, it was just one of those nights where the deck felt like it could do no wrong, and uh, yep. I was just I was crazy. It was one of those nights where it was like. I was kind of worried that my opponents were going to accuse me of cheating because like my top decks were just like that good. Like even I didn't believe that they could be that good. That's awesome. <laughs> so it was a pretty freaking good night, but uh, Carmen, you, you were, uh, you were running a new deck. I haven't seen you play before. I was. Yeah. Unlike Jerry, I, I went very defeated. Um, so I was on the opposite end of the tables for the event, but yeah, ever since. So, I mean, you know, I'm an adult now. I have some adult money. You got some. Mm-hmm. You got you got that. You got that paper. You got that paper that you can turn into cardboard. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we were talking about real estate, so I'm starting to get my uh, real estate game up a little bit. But oh, nice! I was playing the Bant Uro deck, so the one that's playing Life in the Loam and Wastelands. Um, grab the list online, and yeah, my tournament was was definitely the opposite side. Um, I think a lot of just growing pains. I haven't been playing nearly as much as I used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like the third time I played the deck and second time with that variation. And um, round one played kind of the mirror, I think. And um, yeah, I just got beaten pretty handedly. But I think right now what I'm trying to figure out is just what I want to play for a deck going forward. Because mm-hmm. I think the big thing with the legacy is you both can probably attest to is experience tends to win out. And mm-hmm. it's just very important to know what you're doing. And I did not at all know what I was doing. <laughs> Story of my life, bro. <laughs> yeah, especially so deck you... like Arrow. That that deck I feel rewards uh experience with it. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I also looked over and uh, I, I felt like you went to time every single uh match, Kerman, because Uro is really like uh, reminds you like Siege Rhino back in the day. Just like you end up gaining so much life that the games stretch on and on and on, and no one can kill e- and either person because everyone's just gaining a bunch of life, especially in the mirror match. Yeah, and that was that was definitely the tough part with that deck is just being able to like close out, know when to close out, know how mm-hmm. to close out. Where like I just felt like that was where I was lacking and i don't know i i like the deck i mean it's cool it's you know not quite playing aether vials but um yeah it's definitely gonna be one of those things of 
either getting more reps in with that deck or switching to something I'm a little more familiar with. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Pat? Did you play any uh, magic this weekend? No, dude, I was, I was super busy. So like Saturday I had uh, this side job I've been like uh, bidding for and getting material together for. So I ended up doing that like all day on Saturday. <clears throat> And uh, I think Kermit hit me up for FNM on Friday, but I, my wife was working late. I think she was she was either working late or she had something going on that night. So I was with the kids. There was just no way I was gonna be able to make it. So this oh, like my what the hell, Kermit? I thought I was special. You you cheated on me. <laughs> you know, I mean, I Jerry, like you and I are basically choice? a two for one deal. You have <laughs> to come to terms with that, right? Like you understand choice? that by this way. <laughs> yeah, but you both got individual texts. All right, I wanted you to vote. You didn't just listen you know, <laughs> to group chat. That's that's uh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to make it out, and I'm like now now I'm looking at like because school starts for me in like two weeks, so now I'm like really getting nervous because <clears throat> between football and school and just like it, uh, my time is so is so tight. But I'm gonna try to make it to F and M next week at at least at uh at uh ELD because that's close to me. Like Etsy's still an hour away, so it can be a little tough to do, but. I can scoot over to to ELD because it's only like 15 minutes, but yeah, yeah I'm I, just trying to get, I'm just trying to get in the groove, man. I, I then the want is there. The desire is there. It's just like literally just been, has not lined up with my personal like schedule of time, which has been rough. The mind is willing, but the flesh is weak. Ex yeah. Something like that. Right. Exactly. There's not <laughs> uh, enough time of the day, man. I don't know why we get stuck with just 24 hour days is bullshit. Bullshit. Let's move to Venus, you know, get those, get those extra long days. <laughs> uh but i actually i need to get to fm2 because i need to practice because uh i got asked to join a team for uh the eld team tournament on the yeah that's at the end of the month right yeah 28th of august it's a uh, unified legacy so teams of three and you know you're not allowed to exceed the four card rule between the three decks so you can only have one force of will deck one delver deck you know so on and so forth so I've so been told. Playing, I assume you're playing sneak and show. So no, I was told blue cards. I was told I'm not allowed to play sneak and show because really, yeah, because sneak and show takes all the blue cards. Yep, it, it takes all the reanimator cards, like you know, Grizzle oh, Brands, namely, yep. Yep. and Archons, and then it also takes all the lands from the Karn decks, the Ancient Tunes. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. Traders, so it's like <laughs> you, you want to run sneak and show, like you, you literally like cut out like an entire team's worth of cards. Yeah. So I've That's been told hilarious. I'm not allowed to play sneak and show. I have to play a different deck so that uh, you know, we can make the team work. <laughs> So what are you going to play? Do you, I mean, are, is that, is that public info? Or are you going to keep it to, close to the chest? Uh, I'm going to plead the fifth. I'm going to plead the okay. fifth on that. That doesn't really apply here, but all right. <laughs> I'm going to plead the, uh, the 13th going to plead the 13th or the 12th, maybe the 11th. You know what? Let's go with the 10th. I'm going to plead the 10th. What the 10th. What, okay. Yeah, what sure. is the 10th? I don't know what any of those. Amendments I think it's are. withholding a woman's right to vote, which is, was correct. But you know, I, I think one of the ones I just listed was like abolishing slavery, which is probably horribly insensitive. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to take that one back. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to plead like the, the eighth, what, what's the eighth amendment. Let's go with that. Yeah, sure. Sure. I should know this as a history major, but uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah, I've forgotten it all. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely now. pleading the eighth. Uh, excessive okay. bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishment inflicted. Ex excessive <laughs> bail and really how it? All I'm, right. Anyway, I'm, I'm pleading the eighth. I guess yeah. it depends on how you how you define excessive, but I plead the eighth. 
Yeah, we don't need to go into that. Um, <laughs> that's cool. Are you are you going down for that uh, tournament, John? Are you planning on doing that? The uh, unified event? Probably not the unified. Although I am a I'm a free agent. Um, you know, anyone need a teammate? I don't know if I'd be free for that, but I definitely consider playing that again. I did one a few months back, and that's always like one of the most interesting types of tournaments. It's like mm. who are you playing against? The Force of Will deck. Um, like the reanimator deck, that's a popular one I see in those. That that's what I'm saying. Like my team's saying it's like, okay, someone needs to play reanimator. And I'm like, no, we shouldn't have a reanimator because every team and their mother is also thinking we should have a reanimator deck. And I'm thinking that there's just gonna be so much graveyard hate at this tournament that the reanimator decks are just gonna get pounded. Hmm. Hmm. It is interesting too, because you have to split sideboard hate for like between decks too, which is well, interesting. Well, well, that's the thing is like, and they're like, well, no, that my, my teammate said that exactly. It's like, oh, they have to split sideboard hate. It's not going to be that big a deal. And I'm like, mm-hmm. think of all the tier one sideboard hate that has been printed over the years. There's enough sideboard hate for graveyard decks that all three decks can run like eight to 12 graveyard hate cards and not have any overlap. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about it, rest in peace isn't even a tier one graveyard hate card anymore. That's how much graveyard hate we have gotten over the years that even rest mm. in peace isn't really good enough anymore yeah yeah that's interesting but between like that surgical extraction graph diggers cage uh you know relic of progenitus you know all the other like variations of relic of progenitus that they've printed mm-hmm. uh you know ashiok and like there's there's so much ashiok gra- hold yeah. on you're saying ashiok's tier one graveyard hate uh, not uh, may, okay may, tier All one right. maybe is generous but it's de- yeah. it's definitely a it is a graveyard hate spell that sees play in legacy <laughs> yeah. like yeah. i have seen it in play numerous times scavenging uh, is, yeah I actually there's, saw, there's a bunch yeah of stuff. scavenging is also the uh the new fucking uh uh lion sash like there is yep. so much grade a graveyard hate yeah. that i think reanimator dexter is going to be suicide at this event yeah that yeah, makes sense i mean I I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe. Leyline of the Void. I mean, there's there's decks running around with main deck Leyline of the Void these days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy board state to see. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of, uh, I posted this on the, the Facebook uh, page, but there was a sick matchup at F&M uh, this weekend. It was uh, mono black, uh, like black death. Uh, uh, Tim and I, the side, the, the uh, pro choice guy on the Facebook group, uh, was running mm-hmm. that and he was running like lay, main deck, lay the line of the voids with like helm of obedience and uh, merit lage combo. Uh-huh. And then he played against this like parfait, uh, <laughs> white, red, black, uh, humility curse scroll deck <laughs> with land tax huh. and burning wish. <laughs> It was like it was like the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen, but uh, yeah, it definitely led to some interesting board states. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking at it now. That's pretty funny. The, Is that the curse burning- scroll? Yeah, exactly. Like that's an old school <laughs> combo back in the day. So humility. Yeah. Is an enchantment for two white white, and it says all creatures lose all abilities and are one ones, and then you just run it with curse scroll, which allow which is such a random card, but curse scroll is an artifact for uh, I think it's one to cast, mm-hmm. uh, and it says pay three and tap it, name a card, 
reveal a card or a card from your hand at random. If it's the named card, Curse Scroll does two damage to target uh, target of your choice. Mm-hmm. So he could just like turn all the creatures into one ones and then just ping them off like repeatedly with Curse Scroll. <laughs> right, right. That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty epic to see. And then like so like he the the player was doing that. I'm like okay, that's cool. And then out of nowhere, he casts like Burning Wish. <laughs> <I'm> like what? <laughs> and he grabs this like black spell i haven't seen before i think it was like from some commander set or something but it was like yep. choose target player they discard all non-creature sp- creature cards and so oh, okay like the the black death player just discarded his hand because his deck doesn't have any creatures in it so he just <laughs> discarded his entire hand because everything in his hand was a non-creature spell <laughs> <laughs> someone commented this looks like a magic Yu-Gi-Oh crossover game <laughs> right <laughs> that's awesome uh but it was it was epic to see yeah that's awesome I mean, that's that, it's pretty cool that we have like um like there's a lot of like tier one stuff that goes on in our local stores but it's, it's also great to see like the more you know this was the undefeated bracket this was what? <laughs> yeah so this is was... that see, is that a case of like so what do you think leads to that is that just like variance is that like a case of people who are really like people being unprepared for these decks, like sideboard wise, or just like knowledge of the actual decks, or I'm going to go with like D all of the above. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, saying it's variance is kind of unfair because magic as a game is variance. Like sure. anytime you get anywhere in any tournament, like variance has played a role. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just the way the game works. But I think it's that people not knowing what's going on. And then also, I think it's just like a gentleman's agreement at, at F and M mm-hmm. of, like, I don't think there was a single Delver deck in the room because <laughs> everyone is just like, wow. fuck Delver. Yeah, there Damn. wasn't there wasn't a single like and there was a good turnout. There was probably like 20, 25 people there for f and Yep. and not a single Delver deck. That's I, crazy. Really? Wait, not a single Delver deck? I didn't see one. Did you, Kerman? No. And we were both ends of the tables. I did not yeah. see one. In there. <laughs> that is shocking. <laughs> that is shocking. I when I went to ELDs the Friday before. I think there may have been one Delver deck, but yeah, I haven't run up against Delver or even like the Jeskai deck I know that's been doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think what you're saying is right, Jerry, where it is kind of a gentleman's agreement where people are just playing more for fun. <laughs> yeah. I imagine next open I go to, I'm going to get a real kick in the teeth by it, but for now, <laughs> I, I just haven't seen it. Yeah, that's the thing is like FM, no one's really like playing for the money because like i went undefeated and i got 40 dollars in store credit which right. i mean don't get me wrong 40 dollars in store credit that's great you know that that lets yeah. me like buy some warhammer stuff or i actually bought a i bought a stuffed animal for my girlfriend like a carnival fair prize <laughs> and uh <laughs> like 40 dollars is great but don't get me wrong it's like we're all sitting there with you know three to five thousand dollar decks right right you it's know? not really about the 40 dollars. Right? it's not yeah it's not about the 40 dollars in store credit it's yeah it's more about just love of the game and i just yeah. don't think people enjoy playing delver <laughs> i mean i love playing delver but i've loved playing delver for a long time that's just like the deck i like to play well it's also you don't get to you don't play it that often like that's i feel also, if you're going, yeah i haven't played the deck to death like for sure if, if you go to fnm every night i think you'd get pretty sick of delver yeah we you know what we talked like after looking at rude's deck last week i thought this seemed like a fun deck to play i thought i was sleep about picking up some of those cards i'm not gonna lie I just sold my ancient tombs and I'd have to buy another place. <laughs> but story of my life, man. 
How much is uh what a, not Asmodeus the uh cheap every card in that deck was cheap like yeah that's right the entire deck was under like four hundred dollars right? yeah it was like like honestly like the only like expensive part that st- sticks out was the uh was the um ancient tombs uh, the ancient tombs yeah because it was like a hundred bucks for the four of them or 150 bucks for the four of them whatever even that is like whatever you know what i mean yeah maybe, maybe i'll play that at the team trio um you know <laughs> i'm gonna try to pull it up real quick if i can find it uh do it's probably a little bit buried now in the uh, MGG top eight. I can but, see um, that though. After talking all that shit about graveyard decks, you just show up with that and a smile. Right? <laughs> well, also, yeah. I mean, like Rude's list is pretty good because it runs like four Regisar in the sideboard. So you just right. go like Dark Ritual Regisar turn one, and it's like nice ley line, brah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So his whole deck is. Uh, $416 on uh TCG player. Um, yeah, Abdels are nothing. Grizzle brand. So I just sold all my grizzle brands. So I'd have to get those, but those are like pretty cheap. Um yeah, I don't think anything in here is expensive. Maybe the entombs and reanimates. Yeah, so like entombs, uh, honestly, entombs reanimates are a little probably, much. Reanimates probably one of the more expensive cards at like 15 bucks. <laughs> entombs are like 38 bucks. Oh no, reanimates are only like 10 bucks. Okay. Uh unmasks are pretty cheap. Uh the dance of the dead's probably so no. animate dead's up oh no, animate dead's not bad. Dance uh, of the dead's cheap. Yeah, oh, dance of the dead is cheap. Lotus I have to get lotus petals again. I just I literally just got rid of all my like all that stuff, the lotus petals and all that stuff, but like yeah, so the deck is like oh, man, do I wanna Jerry, do I put this do I put this deck together? I don't know. Are you gonna play it? <laughs> it's like so inexpensive. I think this is like it looks like a fun deck, honestly. I bet Rude would like give me some like uh some good like uh coaching on it, you know. Yeah, he has a lot of people on it, or at least he I does. saw one at ELDs, and he's like, Yeah, there's a whole Discord around it. I'm like, oh, that's super cool. Now the question is, like, I can't just go and like get all this stuff in Japanese. So I think I just have to get the English versions, but I that's what you need to do, Pat. Stop getting Japanese for like you do what I do. You do you have one super pimp deck yeah and then all, all your other stuff is pumpkin spice basic bitch and that way you just get to cycle through it quick and easy <laughs> i'm gonna have yeah i think i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah i'm gonna start looking at this stuff let's see what it is a tcg player but um yeah oh get the heavily played in there yeah let's get the beat up shit <laughs> I was looking at my um, death and taxes stuff, and I did not realize how beat to hell some of those cards are. You're like, oh, that's right. I forgot. That's what. That's really what you started on, right? Was death and taxes? Yeah, I played that. I'd say like five years, something like that, and like slowly mm-hmm. built stuff to the side. But now that I have blue cards and started casting brainstorms, it's going to be very difficult to go back. Mm-hmm. But I hear you. yeah, no, like I have a Rashad in port that looks like someone took their thumb to the top of the card and just gave it a little yank <laughs> wasteland that like I was going through. I'm like, this thing's pretty much bent in half. I think we're still kind of good, but I just have to tread carefully with it. Um, and then everything else is just like scuffed up in terms of the older stuff because I have all the lands yeah. in like their original printings because we didn't have reprints back in the day, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like I have a, fl- a flooded strand from my college days where the flooded strand got like caught 
in the uh like half of it got caught in the case as the case was closing so it it has like it has basically has like an accordion fold fold in the middle no (laughs) but it was a it was a ten dollar flooded strand when flooded strands were pushing a hundred dollars so i took it (laughs) that's funny yeah dude this like i'm i just like clicking it on on tcg player the whole thing is 550 but I'm sure if I like shopped around, I could probably like I'm sure like TCG player probably gives some sales to and, and you must have some of the pieces too, right? Are you is just that just the ones you're missing? I might have like some thought seizes, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh I don't know. I don't, I don't double check. But it's yeah, man. I definitely have dark rituals. I definitely don't need dark rituals. But that's not going to save me much. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna update you, man, because this looks like a fun deck to play. The more you talk about, it, the more I'm like, oh, that seems <laughs> kind of sweet, actually. I mean, in this economy, uh, five hundred and fifty dollars is basically like a day's salary in uh, you know hyperinflation worlds. I mean, on, pretty yeah, soon we're gonna be like, pushing around wheelbarrows full of uh, company scripts. <laughs> the killer thing is that, like, now that I'm doing side work, like I can make so I can make so much money doing side work. I just don't. I don't like doing it because it's like, uh, you know, it's kind of like a pain in the ass having like price out jobs and stuff. But like, I make so much more money doing side work than I do actually working for for the union, which is like a great job to begin with. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah, I could definitely make this this deck uh pretty pretty quickly. Wouldn't take much to to justify being able to buy it. Pat, I have the solution for you then. If you don't like uh, side work because you don't like therapy, you don't like uh. You don't like pricing it out. I'm just gonna make you a wheel, like a, like a, <laughs> like a price. Not a price is right. Uh, like a wheel of fortune wheel, uh-huh. which is different dollar amounts written on it. And anytime you, <laughs> you get a job, you just spin the wheel. And, oh, I like and, that. And you do the job for whatever it comes up. That that sounds. I mean, I kind of like doing like what I do, but you know, I could be convinced to do it otherwise, I guess. Nah, because I'm also gonna fix the wheel so it always hits like 10 grand no matter what. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably hard to win jobs that way, but we can try it out, man. No, you you just only do jobs for like uh uh gamblers. You oh, tell them, listen, oh. I'm gonna spin this wheel. It could be it could be free, or it could be 10 grand. Oh shit, I thought I got rid of my lotus petals, but I did not. I have lotus petals. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, All right. Maybe this wheel only has to go up to like 9,500 in that case. <laughs> that that saves me 20 bucks. Let's take those lotus petals off of there. Guys, I think we're going to do it. We might we might order a deck tonight before uh, the podcast is over. <laughs> the number of like complete decks that have been ordered on this podcast is is <laughs> a, a a high amount. It's it's like so bad, dude. It's a danger of doing this podcast as we talk about cool things and then we're already sitting at our computer real easy to just open up a new internet browser tab navigate over to an online store and hit add to cart <laughs> jerry can you do me a favor and look me up what how much a beta sinkhole goes for because i have one on my desk that was a, a gift from you by the way for a few I years did. ago it was i can't even gift. imagine what how much they're worth now i mean not that i'm ever i will never let it leave my collection but like i can't even imagine what those are worth now it just sits in a in a hard case on my on my desk well, that's like uh, my friend Dan. I gave him an underground sea as a wedding gift. And, that's uh, a great gift. <laughs> yeah, that is a great gift. It's like giving stock, but cooler. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can use it like what can you do with stock? Nothing. Let's look at beta sinkhole. And it's like in really good condition, too. It has the dark skulls on it, which I love. 
Uh, all right. Not bad, Pat. Not bad. Uh, market price for beta sinkhole is $96.46. Wow. That's awesome. If it was an, it's a, it's a good looking card too. If it was an alpha sinkhole, market price is $400. Oh, Jerry, you don't love me enough to get me an alpha sinkhole? Uh, it wasn't available, Pat. Actually, I used oh. to, it might be an alpha sinkhole. Did you check? <laughs> I didn't check. I mean, I think you had told me it was beta, but. Well, you got to look at the corners. If it has rounder corners than a normal magic card, it's alpha. I mean, they seem rounder, but I, I'm pretty sure it's beta. Yeah, all that alpha stuff's been going absolutely crazy. Nice. I, I will say, like one of the, what's that? I bought a um five dollar common maybe like five six years ago mm-hmm. uh, from Alpha, and now it's worth like eighty dollars. And I just, Jeez. I don't know who wants it, but I have it. <laughs> so ridiculous, right? How much cards have inflated? Oh yeah. Well, it's, it's like, because uh, collectibles are a good hedge for inflation. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know, man. It just it's it's just disapp- it can be very disappointing sometimes, you know. Takes the takes some of the fun out of it, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, I feel that's also things like collecting old stuff because you want to use it, but at the same time you're destroying it by using it and you kind of feel guilty. Like, oh, yeah, I get it. Like I started, but like, if I'm like going to collect something, I end up buying like two of it, like one mm-hmm. to use and one to just have as like a showpiece. Yeah. But that gets very expensive. And uh, yeah. in this economy, I can't really do that very much. <laughs> <laughs> Not with a dog to support Jerry. Not with a dog to support this. Oh my God. <laughs> this dog was so expensive. Do you know how many magic decks I could buy instead of this dog? <laughs> I mean, on, only one, but you know, it's still one. <laughs> it's more than zero. It's more than zero, but no, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade Winnie for the world. I no, I'd trade. I trade any number of magic cards for Winnie. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Oh, that's man, a, that's a strong. Uh, that that right was there. not an invitation to kidnap my dog. No, no, my... no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to hold your dog. Ransom, hostage, ransom no. my dog off from my magic collection. <laughs> yeah, she's. For our listeners at home, she's like currently asleep, uh, like resting on my shoulder right now. <laughs> yeah, she's a very like, cute dog, like a baby. Yep, yep. So, John, so you got to move kind of away from death and taxes. Have you thought about doing like the Yorion build they have now? I, <clears throat> I kind of hate it. Not gonna lie, like I, I, I think I just hate the companion mechanic. Yeah, but also just like I was talking to Eric about it a little bit, but. I feel like it it dilutes things almost a little too much where it's like there are a lot of matchups, especially locally, because I heard someone describe ELD's meta as just a bunch of degenerate combo all getting together. But in it those can feel that way sometimes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, in those matchups where Thalia is like that needed, the fact that you're just kind of cutting down your chances of drawing it, I think are tough. But mm-hmm. I have a friend who plays the Orion version. And he's done very well with it. Um, and he said, no, trust me, you have to do it. But <clears throat> I don't know. It just feels wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where like when Delver moved away from like the prowess build that I had loved so much, I, I wasn't like down with it, you know, but then I like started playing some of the new iterations. I'm like, oh, they're so much better. But it's hard. It's hard, man. Like it's your baby, right? It, like you grew you. I mean, you really started building death and taxes. I think that's the first I can remember you playing, right? 
it really sucks when the best version of your favorite deck is a version that you don't like. <laughs> because yep. totally. yeah, you're like, that's a good way to put it. You're like, what do I do? I play a deck that I don't actually like to play, or do I play a worse deck? Right. And I always ended up playing the worst deck. Like <laughs> for like 90% of the dig through time Omni Show uh meta i still played straight sneak attack because i just i like sneak attack too much i didn't want to go to the the omni show version even though it was like clearly the better deck (laughs) right right that's that's tough man playing pat right you were playing treasure cruise with the uh delver i think i remember yeah so i i i didn't quite make there for treasure cruise but i definitely played the dig through time meta which was Dig Through Time was so stupidly good. And like the, what sucks is that because I was so new to the game, I didn't really, I couldn't appreciate it for what it was. But, uh, but yeah, Dig Through Time was gross. Um, but that being said, like I didn't love playing against Miracles. I thought that was kind of a, like a pain in the ass deck to play against. So what can you do? Yeah, the Dig Through Time deck, I still remember. So one of my favorite tricks against Omni Show, and I would say, Sneaking show as well, like with the show and tell is putting in flicker wisp. Mm-hmm. Like even then, so like they did show and tell. I put the flicker wisp in, they put the omniscience. I point the trigger at um the omniscience because I was able to crack back for lethal. And I think I saw two straight dig through times, cunning wish, trick bind, and I'm like, Yep, that's that's about where things are at right now. I, mm-hmm. I kind of get why this might need to go. Yeah. No, we should probably bring it back. I think we need to unbag, unban Dig Through Time. I got my foil copies ready to go. <laughs> yeah, that's the type of hedge where if someone's brave enough to do that and they actually pull the trigger, they will be a very, very happy person. Mm-hmm. Who needs to YOLO your money into GameStop when you YOLO it into banned magic cards and wait for the unban? Well, that's how it always was with Stoneforge, because I had them for Legacy, but every single <clears throat> modern ban announcement, my Stoneforges would go from $25 up to $35, and then back down to $25 until they actually ended up doing it. Um, so yeah, that was always a fun show to watch. And I imagine the same is probably going on with like Splinter Twins, which I feel like at this point with modern, that's just gonna eventually come back but i know there are people with their large piles of splinter twins ready to go yep i'm just surprised that people still play modern like i i just don't know anyone who plays love it man i'm just like and i don't even like stores i go to don't even have modern tournaments so i don't know Hmm. i've been playing a good amount so like my lgs they do it on mondays which i can make every so often like i used to be able to go a little more consistently but every so often i'm able to go and yeah it's i think the big thing with it is it's an internal format and also all of the new like rcqs ptqs whatever they're called now but like that's the primary format so i think people Mm -hmm. the big reason they're playing it is you can go a lot further whereas i find with legacy and part of why i liked it and i really enjoyed the FNM we went to, and then when I went to Eric's the week before, is I think Legacy, it's what you were saying before, is the love of the game. Like mm-hmm. people are playing it because they're enjoying it, versus, you know, I think modern people enjoy it, but they are really trying to push to, I guess, get to the next level, which obviously at this point with Legacy, 
isn't an option. So I think it's part of that. But yeah, I mean, I find it it's a it's a tough format, and I wouldn't call it my favorite, especially like after going to Eric's, I was like, okay, yeah, like this is what I enjoyed about playing competitive magic. So mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be tough to go back to playing modern, but I'm going to try to go more often to ELDs because that's the closer store for me. Oh yeah. And, How, wh- where are you at right now? Where are you living? So I'm in Stoughton. Um, hopefully I didn't dox myself too hard there, but I can't imagine. No one listens to that uh, anymore. <laughs> this is just for Jerry and I. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm the one person that gets to watch the video version. It's like my like personal YouTube. <laughs> it's for Pat That's and like- I. It's for Pat and I and our strangely loyal uh, Poland listener base. We have a really large Poland listener base, and you know, you really? guys are awesome. Yeah, you didn't remember That's us talking awesome. about that? We had the uh, like the Polish league on the episode. Yeah. Do you just not look at any? Oh, of the that's data? right. No, no. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You did. Oh, yeah. He did. He didn't mention we, that. We get download numbers. <laughs> like we see I, where. The yeah, I guess so. Me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, Go ahead, Kerman. Yeah, it's so it's like it's a forty-minute drive, and then um, gaming center is an hour. So it's I think game uh, ELDs is closer, and I've known Eric for. I guess as long as I've known you guys, because I used to play at Scholars in Bridgewater, which I don't know if either of you made oh, that. Drive yeah. Jerry used to play at Scholars, I think. I never made it up there, but I think Jerry used to play there a lot. Yeah, the, Kyle Seuss was uh, the owner there. Yeah, so it was right before Kyle, though. It was in like a bookstore. Because um, I remember yeah, the first Ky- time I went in, I'm like, I don't Ky- think I'm in the place. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle and Eric were uh, business partners for a while there, yeah. Oh, wasn't he doing like Wormwood? Isn't that wasn't that a company he was worth before too? That was what Eric Eric was one of the founders of uh, Wormwood Games. Yeah, that's, yeah, those, that's what I mean. Know, yeah, uh, deck boxes. They like kind of, they yeah. kind of were the first ones to do like the super high end deck boxes out of like yeah, with a really nice and, wood and yeah. Now there's exotic woods and stuff. Yeah, there's a bunch of companies that do it now. Don't you have a Wormwood deck box, Jerry, that you won from one of the opens? I do. Yeah, it was a trophy. Uh, the deck yeah. box was a trophy from like, it's like 2016. It has, it has the, <laughs> my dog is eating my microphone. Right it's now. hilarious, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little minion. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, 20, 2016 uh, was the Wormwood uh, open. And I mm-hmm. uh, won the little, uh, the deck box, which is nice. you know, why I have one. <laughs> <laughs> but she got a lot to say. <laughs> you want a cookie? He's got a lot to say. Want a cookie? Yeah. <laughs> like dog biscuits yeah, are too so... big for her, so I had to like break them up. <laughs> that's adorable. I miss the puppies. Susie's eight weeks old. You said eight weeks old. That's yeah, a little little took, one. Took her home yesterday. So so, Kermit, are you going to ELD next week? You think on Friday? Yeah, or that's that's my week? plan. This week? Yeah, this. I'm trying to it's think Friday? of podcast days. Is this going to come yeah. out on Friday? It'll yeah, come out so Friday. So, t- so today? You going yeah, tonight? I'm going to be going today if uh, anyone wants to. All right. I might I might try to swing down then if I can get, if okay. I can get the uh, – I don't think my wife's working late. So I think as long as I'm not stuck at work doing side work, I'll try to make it down there so we can, we can jam some games. It'll be awesome. Maybe get some food afterwards. Although, like, the only bummer is that, like, in that area, everything closes down so early. It's like nine 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 thirty. Everyone closes down, which kind of sucks. But yeah, I had my uh, buddy PJ. I think you guys have met him. But when we were playing, my last round went longer than his because he's playing. Uh, I think Ruby Storm's name of the deck. So I like mm-hmm. 
he was like, I'm going to run to Dairy Queen. Do you want anything? They're about to close. <laughs> so I had a nice melted blizzard as a uh, <laughs> my, my round three win. There was a pretty dope uh, Thai food spot not, not far from there. Maybe we could hit that place up. Mm. I, w- I don't know what time they closed, but I think it's called Thai Pepper. That was pretty good. I, I went there with some some dudes. Uh, the last, not the last open I went to, but the one maybe it was last year, last summer that we went, that we did. Um, they had some pretty good Thai food there. But okay. yeah, man. So what now what now what are you doing, man? You just you're you're done with school, right? You graduated what last year? Uh oh, it's been a couple years. Really? Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, I graduated 2019. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, it's definitely been a couple oh. years. Jeez. I know. So yeah, so what do you I mean? What have you been playing magic like pretty steadily after college or? Yeah, so for me, I've definitely been playing a lot of Commander, but more so with, like, friends and, like, people I have uh, pre-established relationships with. Although I will say my local shop has started to build up a pretty good scene, so I've, like, played some games there as well. Mm. Um, I jumped into Modern for a bit. Yeah, for Commander. And Modern, it's, it's it's a tough format. And, yeah, I mean definitely prefer legacy but it is i've found weekends i just don't have time like i'm always Mm -hmm. just busy with something or other yeah totally wednesdays i have a like i'm always busy on wednesdays i'm Mm -hmm. a star volleyball player so uh, that (laughs) tends to book me up a little bit are you a back line guy or a front line guy he actually just watches top gun on repeat on wednesdays (laughs) (laughs) just the beach scene yeah, yeah, just the beach scene on repeat. <laughs> no, that's much more accurate. <laughs> so, so Fridays are your day to get out and play, basically. Is that that's what I, that's what I'm going to start doing. Yeah, um, I think for going forward, I want to get back into playing consistent because I'm doing the Vegas events are not cheap. Um, Crazy, right? Those, yeah, the legacy events in Vegas are not cheap. Oh, so. can I just say how pissed I was that I booked a Vegas vacation. <laughs> And I'm going to be there literally the day before this, the 30th anniversary starts because they announced it after I booked my Vegas vacation. Well, can't you just, just change your ticket and then just change your return flight? That's all. Oh, and then I have Fucking to like, easy peasy. then I have to extend my, uh, <laughs> extend my hotel stay. Yeah. What's going to cost you like a couple hundred bucks, like four or 500 bucks. Uh, Don't be a pussy. I'll- do it for the podcast. <laughs> All right. You call my girlfriend and you convince her that we need to stay in Vegas, you know, an extra four days so I can go to a, uh, you know, magic tournament. <laughs> uh, I'm sure she'd be fine with that. Be like, hey, listen, I'll get you some like ma- some massages to completion <laughs> and I'll pay for that. And, you know, I'll send you to like a strip club. You can have some fun on my dime. And Daddy's just going to play some magic for the week. This sounds like it's starting to cost that. me. This sounds like it's going to start to cost me a whole lot more than a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> Jerry, it's for the podcast, for content, man. It's Come for on. content. For content. <laughs> you should just get really good at gambling. I mean, or that. I mean, that should be your whole plan. Just roulette tables for your first half of the same. <laughs> when you make it big, you can afford your uh, second half there, which Dude, that I, always works from what I've I heard. don't know how people gamble, man. Like, I cannot sit down at a table and just like spend money like that. It makes me sick. The few times I've like, put down like 10 bucks at a roulette wheel I'm like this is not win or lose i'm like i don't like this feeling <laughs> uh drew also speaking of uh if anyone's going to be in vegas a couple days before the magic uh 30th anniversary and wants tickets to the when we were young uh epic music festival i got two extra tickets that i'm trying to get rid of 
So if Dude, anyone ask, wants to let go. Let me ask my wife because I really wanted her to go to that. I Dude, really it, want like I have no interest in going like it's not my kind of music, but I really want her to go. My Chemical Romance, Avril Lavigne, uh, Taking Back Sunday, Jimmy Eat World. Jimmy World uh, was a had a good had a good good album. <laughs> uh, things like Avenged Sevenfold and Paramore, and yeah. it's gonna be it's basically like Hot Topic the the music festival. <laughs> like <laughs> it looks, it's gonna look like a Hot Topic exploded, but it's gonna it's be. Like- it's like all the bands that were too soft to be at Ozfest, basically. Yeah, basically. Well, it's not like the pop emo. It's pop emo, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. But I got two extra tickets to it. If anyone's looking to go, I'm trying to get. Did rid someone of them. drop out on you, Jerry? Is that what happened? No. So what it was is, uh, when tickets went on sale, it was like a freaking panic mode. So it, it's Saturday and Sunday, and all my friends, we all wanted to go Saturday, but yep. like these tickets were selling out so quickly that uh we just like panic bought and we ended up buying uh two extra sunday tickets oh gotcha so wait you're going saturday or sunday uh i'm going uh saturday but i have two oh, extra so these su- are for people that won't be they won't be attending with you though <laughs> well it's Whoever two extra sun- tickets two sunday i didn't i didn't know if i i didn't realize i was a package deal i just want to make sure that if i go and buy these tickets you and i will not be attending together we'll be attending separate <laughs> dates is that yeah, true yeah but we can still hit the roulette table together afterwards i just told you i don't like how it makes you feel plus plus pat pat Listen, even if we were going to be attending together, you wouldn't see me anyways, because as soon as we got through that, uh, that opening gate, I would just be like the gray man in the crowd, just melting into the crowd and you'd never see me again. The gray man. <laughs> what is that? Is that a reference to something? Yeah. Great. Just blends in, blends in. Can't, can't be seen. I have no idea. Is that a reference to something? The gray man. Is that a reference to something it, though? Is that like it, a, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's like a Tom Clancy thing. Oh, okay. It's like, it's a video game thing or a book thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's a movie. The Gray Man is a movie. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Ryan Reynolds. I mean, uh, Ryan Gosling's in. I love Ryan Gosling. Yeah, and Chris Evans. Anyway, um, I've never heard that phrase before. The Gray Man. Okay. Yeah, gray man is just like it's. I think it's like a military thing or something. But it's like you. Oh, you, okay. You blend into the crowd. Okay. You could just say I'm just gonna be a, like an uh, an older white guy. At this concert is the same thing because that's what it's gonna be. To be like all <laughs> middle aged white people. <laughs> uh, what at this emo fest? I don't know. Yeah. I, I think Bro. emo is making a comeback. No, not these bands. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think so. No. No, bring it back. <laughs> My girlfriend swooped in and grabbed the dog. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I think I'm the probably the tail end of people that would remember these songs or like would be a big fan because I was debating going. I don't know if I'm on the opposite side, obviously, of extending out, but I don't know if I have the um bank hole but i might take my own advice and just hit it big and roulette so i just <laughs> do it up german i gotta sell these tickets someone please buy these tickets from me <laughs> yeah i just it, it, that was like so i was aware of all those bands but they were just not my i was more like i was more like new metal like i was not into like the uh the emo stuff i'm telling you right now i'm going for my chemical romance and uh armor for sleep because armor for sleep was my like my emo uh college years my my guilty pleasure 
Oh, see, I didn't really have emo years in college. I just listened to hip hop and more metal. Oh, just my bag. I, I had a lot of emotion. I had a lot of emotion in college, you know? Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, But yeah, man, that's cool. So, John, I'm going to try to see you down on Friday then. That would be actually awesome if we got together. Definitely, yeah. No, I'm ripping some Blue Red Delver. It's always fun to go to his store, too. Like, it feels like you're walking into a museum in a lot yeah, of cases. Every, every time I go there, I always walk out with, like, $50 worth of board games or, or like, other game, just other games in general, which is awesome. Uh, the last time I was there, I picked up Jabba's Palace, which is, like, a love letter game, I guess it's called. Like, it's, it's Oh, yeah. Did you play letter. that? How was it? Dude, so much fun. I played with my kids. It was great. It's, like, it's easy to pick up. Anyone can play. You don't need to have any, like, knowledge of the game. Um Oh, 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 sorry. You don't need to have any knowledge of like Star Wars. The Star Wars characters are essentially just like it's like any other picture on it. You know, it could be whatever else. But um, no, it's super fun, man. I liked it a lot. Um, and you can just like you know the games are quick. They last five to ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes. So they're nice <clears throat> through a bunch of them. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. And like you know, my seven year old could play it. My ten year old could play. It, I could play it. It was equally fun for all of us. So. And there's nice. something to be said for like a game that like is basically the size of a deck of cards and like a little travel bag. You don't have to bring like a whole board game and shit. And yeah, that's was, convenient. Yeah, it was good. I have another one he, that I bought from him too called Skull, which I haven't played yet, but that one's supposed to be really fun. That's more like adults. Like it's a little bit more strategy based. So mm-hmm. you kind of want older people to play it kind of like um, code names. You know what I mean? Yeah. We still need which to do a uh... from him. <laughs> We need to do uh still need to do sellers of Catan night. Yeah, dude. I, I bought that like two years. Well, no, I'm sorry. I think Santa got it for my kid like two years ago. And uh yeah, I never really got to uh we tried to play it once or twice, and I just could not like grok it. I could not figure it out. I could not like understand how to play the game. It seems so complicated to me. Oh, it's actually a super easy game once you actually like figure it out. It's basically That's what just people said they're like, it, Oh, it's won awards for like it's user manual and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> you could be I a have... mentally disabled chimpanzee and still be able to play this game. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I felt. I was like, oh, I don't get it, man. So I might need to. Uh, I'll teach you. Yeah. But it, it's basically like Monopoly and Ticket to Ride at the same time. That's kind of how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never played Ticket to Ride, so you got me there. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, that, yeah, plays that one, and we're we're big fans of it. It gets very competitive, and I I am a ticket to ride or uh, Catan. No ticket to ride. I also have not played Catan, or at least like haven't given it a good crack. But we did ticket to ride on family vacation, and it was mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun. I would recommend that one. Nice. Uh, well, I think we're gonna wrap up here, Jerry. Because I need to, I got to get to bed early tomorrow, or get to bed because I got early day tomorrow. Sounds good. Let's do All it. Right. Well, let's get into scoops and poops, man. Scoops, uh, Jerry. Who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? Uh, I'm definitely scooping in my new dog. I mean, how can I scoop anyone else? Winnie is the most adorable, picture perfect cutie in the world. If people want, I can uh, post some photos up on uh, the Facebook group. But I think you have to at this point, right? Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, remind me, guys, hit me up if you want to see uh, pictures of Winnie. But uh, she 
literally she looks like a teddy bear like we were we, yeah, we, totally. we stopped at the rest stop on the way home because it was like a four-hour drive to pick her up up in like mm-hmm. the boondocks of maine <laughs> and we stopped at a rest stop and we had a like small crowd gather around us because they, <laughs> they thought she was like a living teddy bear like she literally that's looks like awesome. a stuffed animal <laughs> that's awesome uh john how about you who you want to scoop with the top eight this week um I'm going to, since I've been talking about him enough, I'm going to scoop Eric in a top eight. Um, I've been playing with him since I've been playing Legacy, and he's had my number in almost every game we've played. But, <laughs> yeah, it's good to see there's still a place to play, and then he's just been keeping up with the community. So even mm-hmm. though I've been gone for a bit, it's it's awesome to still have a spot to go. He's actually uh, going to be our guest in two weeks. Oh. Yeah, future future podcast guest, Eric. Nice, nice. What about you, Pat? Um, who do I want to scoop in a top eight this week? I don't really have any scoops. I'll scoop you in, John. It's so great to like when you when you hit me up the other week. I was like, oh shit! Like I haven't talked to John in forever, man. And it was good to hear from you. And it's great to it's been great to talk to you and catch up. And uh, I'm gonna scoop yeah. John in the top eight. I'm hoping that we get a chance to link up uh, on Friday. Yeah, be dope. Sick. Awesome. Sweet. Awesome um all right well that's that's it for this week guys um john thanks so much for hanging out man it was great to talk to you same to you yeah, it was and, great to um, be on. what's that i said yeah it was great to be on yeah it's been a, it's been a minute dude it's been a minute and uh and yeah well um we got episode 400 coming up in what is it two weeks jerry i think this is this is 398 i think we're, we're uh, i thought this was 399 oh it's 399 so we got 400 next week and uh no, i'm and, not uh, even here the next week i'm away <laughs> maybe sorry we'll have 399.5 next week and then we'll have 400 the week after <laughs> i think we're, we just whatever, do, we're allowed to do that yeah i think we just have a belated episode 400 down the road and it's like you guys can figure it out <laughs> yeah or, or we'll you just pretend that? yeah well, so we were 99 and a half right yeah we we were talking about so it's gonna be episode 400 uh, we were talking about just like inviting a bunch of uh people on like previous guests on but like what are we gonna do like bring people on for five minutes to say hi and then yeah hop off like that's gonna get pretty boring yeah i'm thinking we make it a clip show pat where we go back and we get some highlights I know, but I, and I want to do that, but that's so much work, and I just don't have that much time. It's it's an ambitious I, ask. It would be fun to do though. I I feel if if we outsource it and we have people, because the hardest part is finding the clips. True. Like if if people can send us episode numbers and timestamps of like their favorite clips, you know, then we could bring them all together and uh and make us. What if we only get one person who sends us one clip and we're like, all right, here's our thirty second episode, guys, after four hundred. <laughs> Because that's what's gonna happen, you know. But yeah, you know that's that's pretty much what's gonna happen. I mean, maybe we just don't have an episode four hundred. Maybe we do, maybe we just we just don't do it. We just we just move on. We could just end at three ninety nine. This could be our last episode. Yeah. Sorry, Eric. I know we said we would have you on in two. Weeks. Oh yeah, we we, got, we are committed to Eric. So all right, we got to run to at least five hundred. Then we'll make it to five hundred. <laughs> Eric, Eric can be Eric can be the first guest of season two, leaving the legacy <laughs> season two, <laughs> episode one. That would be pretty good if we started over at at one. Yeah, <laughs> we could do that. You know, we could just start a new podcast and just be like, yeah, leaving legacy's over. We're we're starting. I don't know something else now. Yeah, we're gonna talk name about 
No, I don't, probably like sports or something. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like sports is not in your wheelhouse, Jerry. Like that doesn't seem like something you'd be into talking about. Yeah, but magic isn't really my wheelhouse either, and I still seem to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really good at that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. It'd be like mullet and the baldy. That'll be like mullet the, like, and baldy. Podcast. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, can we just can we just have like a like a Joe Rogan reaction style show? Like I think that <laughs> that would be that would be good. Oh shit! Alex Jones funny. needs some money. We could get him on as a guest. Oh my god! How funny! How funny has it been to watch him crumble, man? Like I watched uh, some of this. Some of his uh, civil case, like the court civil case and like, like, all right, full disclosure, hilarious guest on Rogan. Like he was so fu- <laughs> him and him and him and um and Eddie Bravo were so funny on Rogan. But like Bravo is like just a moron. Alex Jones is just kind of like a despicable human being for what he's done. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> on Rogan, so funny. It, it, that's the problem with Alex Jones is like a person who's crazy like that is really entertaining. The problem is, is that when they are able to build their their own platform for 10 years and have like hundreds of thousands of people who listen to them and believe them, other crazies can can connect with them. That's when it becomes a problem. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, it's it's not a big deal when when the crazy person is on the corner of your street yelling about how Sandy Hook is a is a false flag as a false flag operation. It's a problem when they're doing on the Internet and like tens or hundreds of thousands of people are like, this guy's got something going on here. I believe this guy. That that that's the what I was gonna say is it's the equivalent of like the crazy crackhead on the corner t- telling you an entertaining story about how you know you got abducted by aliens and now the FBI is after him. And you're like, oh, that's right. funny, that's hilarious. And then he pulls a knife out, knife out. And you're like, oh shit, this got real. Right. Well, <laughs> and it's not even it's not even that. It's like it's like the crazy crackhead riling up all the other crazy people around him. That's the problem, right? Like, if they're isolated, it's not a big deal because no one gives them any credit, but. When they're when they're all together or when they're all communicating with each other, it's, it's just a very dangerous thing. Uh, but I was really happy to see the uh, I mean, obviously, it was clear it was going to happen that way. And it seems like he had such incompetent like <laughs> like lawyers. Who I don't know if his, his lawyers whole- were incompetent or I wonder if his lawyers just like. I don't want to go to hell, so I'm going to torpedo this case. And- <laughs> I, I would think that, like, as much as I dislike lawyers, I feel like they take an oath that they don't do that. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the Hippocratic right. oath, but for people who like suck money out of other people, like lawyers do, you know, it's like I, I just thought, I what was it like? The, the lawyers accidentally sent the entirety of Alex Jones, uh, like yes. personal cell phone data, so to his the whole enemy. cell phone, sent the entire thing, and then. When, because so like uh the compl- like the plaintiffs lawyers are uh what's the word they are like they they have to like tell them that they sent them this, and mm-hmm. Alex Jones's lawyers like never did anything about it to say it was like uh this is not in discovery this is uh you know what what is the word um I'm not a in, lawyer but we've had lots in, of lawyers who've been on the show admissible in court or it's yeah it's like privileged information or whatever the case is uh, they never did that so after like a week and a half or like almost two weeks they're like okay so now this is mis- is this admissible in court so yeah it's it's kind of wild but Alex Jones is just um you can see like you know it was very entertaining to watch him squirm in his chair when people were just kind of like there was one woman who was talking about how how much damage she's done to his life and like he wasn't there for the first half of her testimony. And then I guess the plan was that Alex Jones was going to be giving testimony after her. 
They break for lunch. They came back. Alex Jones showed up at the courthouse and this woman was still going on. So he got to address him like face to face, which wasn't the plan. And it was very um, it was very satisfying to watch him squirm like that, you know, because he's such a piece of shit. Um, but again, one of the best guests on Rogan I've ever seen in my life was just absolutely, <laughs> absolutely was, hilarious. Was like, the Rogan when he was talking un- about gay frogs? Was is that? No, he's just a moron, honestly. Like, that's really his thing. Like, Rogan's just a moron. And like, he is he is so he's so paid. He's got so much money. Yeah. That he doesn't he doesn't really know what's going on. And it's 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 like become increasingly clear. And I like, love that he just know, started as a like local like community channel talk show where he was like paying 50 bucks for an hour on like channel four to just like <laughs> have a 2 a.m. talk show. And it blew I mean, up JRE was like started a long time ago with him and Brian Redband, like for like obviously like a decade and a half ago. And they were it was though no one listened to it. And it just like over time, like just I mean, the guy is good enough and like entertaining enough for where obviously people enjoy him. But he just like he caught a wave, man. He caught a wave and just he, a guy who is just not uh not mentally equipped for like the stuff that is being put upon his shoulders pretty much. But I couldn't listen to it. after a while. I couldn't listen to it anymore because I just got tired of listening to a 50 to something year old man just sit, sit, spout the same little bullshit every week. I was just sick of it. I've but, uh, never, and I still haven't heard any of the show, but he's the UFC guy. Like he does the commentary. So I'm like, yeah. oh, it's the funny UFC guy. Maybe I'll check out his podcast one day. Yeah. And then everything started coming out and I'm like, oh. Yeah. And See, thing, I like, know him as the host of Fear Factor. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that's how I know Joe Rogan is the host of Fear Factor. Too. And then before that was uh, well, the man show. He was in the man show. He was on a show called uh, he was on a TV show too, sports radio. I think it was called. I guess that was a really popular show back in the day. But um, yeah, he's just like he's like a mid tier comedian who thinks he's like a top tier comedian. And like he's just overall, he's just like not really that funny, like I think in general. But he's had some interesting guests on. But I feel like the problem with him is like he tries to play the part of like, Oh, I'm the liberal and you know, I'm open-minded and yada, yada, yada. But like <clears throat> he takes like anecdotal evidence, like he, he never listens to anything with like a critical ear. You know what I mean? So, and like his show has become more and more of an echo chamber for him. And I just, I just got tired. of listening. I, I to just it. remember when like COVID started, he was saying how it's like, Oh, just take a sauna and the sauna will kill yeah, the COVID it, bacteria. Yeah. <laughs> but and he has like doc- <laughs> yeah, he has like legit medical doctors on who are like, Oh, this is like kind of, this is kind of what the science is pointing to. And he'll take like anecdotal stuff. And he'll extrapolate that to being like, you know, to being hard and fast science. And like, it's not really how it works. Uh, and he's just, yeah, he's just a moron. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, but Alex Jones was like one of the best guests he had on of all time, even though he's a piece of shit. It was so funny. But, um, but you're not a piece of shit, John. You're one of my favorite guys. And uh, I'm glad you came on, man. And like I said, I, I hope we, uh, hope you link up this week to be awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's been fun to get back to playing. So hopefully I can keep more consistent kind of cadence going. Yeah, I don't think I've won a single round since I came back like a month ago or a month and a half ago. It's been it's been a rough go. But I've been playing like pretty much exclusively at, at ELD. So like the lists I've been playing are not that that is a very specific meta he has over there. What like whether or not he wants to admit it, like it is pretty much all degenerate combo decks. So like there's not a lot of fair stuff going on over there. So sometimes Delver is just uh, outpaced by some of that stuff, but 
Uh, I'll have to come up with some spicy for this. Well, week, Delver's supposed to be the deck that keeps the degenerate combos in check. N- not, no, not like, so I've also had the issue of like the, the Delver deck I was playing was not like tuned to play against degenerate decks. It was tuned to play. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was true. You're, you're running like three main Fire deck pyre blast and you're reversing. No, I like- had one main deck blast, but I was running like three more blast effects in the sideboard. And like every time it was sideboard, I was like, Oh, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good, guys. Right. Playing so. against like mono black reanimator. Yeah, I was playing. Yeah, I played against Rude, and I'm like, uh, yeah, this isn't gonna go well for me, guys. <laughs> it's ready for yeah. us to play round one after you take all of that stuff out. Yeah, like yeah, yeah there's no blue decks there, and then all, right, all yeah. Down. So it's like, oh, I'm feeling like I'm sideboarding the same cards out all the time. You know what the worst feeling is when you're sideboarding? Is when you look at your sideboard, you're like, wow, I don't have like like you're looking at your main deck, you're like. I have a lot of bad cards here. And then you look at your side, but like, I don't have a lot of cards to put in for this matchup. Like I just want to take cards out and, and like what I do is put in chaff. Cause it's felt that way sometimes, but uh, it's still fun regardless. Like even if I go Oh four, like I really, it almost doesn't bother me that much. You know, like I really just like playing. I mean, I like to win. Don't get me wrong, but playing the game is a, is a pretty good substitute. In and general. the dairy nearby. Can't forget that. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not a big DQ guy, to be honest. I know I look like I am, but. It's all about the blizzard. Yeah. My wife brought me home one like last week when she was coming home from work. Oh, you got to have it fresh. You can't have like uh, an old blizzard. It wasn't old. She was like 15 minutes away, Jerry. It's not like (laughs) she had to get it before work and like stick it in the freezer. And then every second it's it's past squirting out of the nozzle, it's closer to being a stale blizzard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Need the crunch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what my problem is, too, is I always get, like, the mint chocolate ones, and, like, they never mix it well enough. The mint's always at the bottom, so you get, like, all vanilla, and then you just get a block of, like, a third of the cup is just too minty. No, you need to get, like, you need to get, like, the Butterfinger, the Butterfinger one, or, like... See, that's what I mean. Like, I'd I'd rather just have a thing of ice cream. I don't really want... Like, Blizzard's not that good to me, you know? It's not that good. Not that good. Anyway, I got all kinds of crazy opinions today. Alex Jones is a piece of shit. (laughs) <laughs> and uh but a, but a, but a very funny guest yeah. blizzards aren't that good i think that second one is what's gonna get you eaten alive on the Facebook. <laughs> that'd be great if i got canceled because i didn't like blizzards <clears throat> yeah can we start a cancel pat uh movement guys cancel please pat. please do guys i'm so fucking busy right now i'd love to get canceled honestly. <laughs> <laughs> could you please could you please i'm sure i've said something atrocious at some point so uh all right boys well i'm gonna wrap it up here we gotta wrap it up i gotta i got early wake in the morning and uh john again thanks for coming on brother and uh and we'll, we'll catch y'all next week bye i remember playing back in 94 when three mana never got me a four four I remember playing back in 94 Before storm, before the grizzled brands and neoforms I remember playing back in 95 Battling the ivory tower with my black vines I remember playing Back in 95 When the only force of will Was the one we had inside You say we've come so far I say where we going 
So many planes, walkers, the stained glass ceilings broken. Gold-plated diamond cards, still our wallets open. Take me back to 94. I remember playing in March of 96. Trading Bad Moon and Green Ward for a chromium. I remember playing in March of 96 When my local game store still sold packs of legends And they were only $10 a pack back then Which seemed like an awful lot to me at a time Cause I was a kid and I didn't make any money So I had to beg my mom to buy me one and finally she did And I was really hoping that I would open an Elder Dragon Legend But instead I opened a Tempest of Freet but I learned to love that Tempest of Freed, and I put that Tempest of Freed into every single deck that I made, but I was too scared to use its ability, because I couldn't bear the thought of losing my Tempest of Freed. That's what it meant to play Magic back then. We had a real emotional connection to the cards. Not like these kids today with their fancy Twitter accounts and their sideboard guides and their arena tournaments. Back in my day, when we would open a pack of cards, it was magical. We didn't know what we were going to get. Now it's all ones and zeros. I opened a $5 card. I'll trade you for your $7 card, or you're going to have to give me two extra dollars of value. No! Back in my day, when we traded for a card, it was because we liked it. I traded two dual lands for a minion of Leshurac. Have you seen the picture on that card? You say we've come so far. I still say where we go in. So many planes, walkers, the stained glass ceiling's broken. Gold-plated diamond cards, still our wallets open. Take me back to 94.